0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you're having a great evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Um, uh, it, we're just going to dive straight into today's topic. Um, uh, don't know why I can't talk this morning, uh, but uh, you'll see from the title that this title, you know, I'm filming this obviously before I created the title, but it's going to say something along the lines of you know, what you know is a lie, what you've previously learned is a lie. And you're probably like, like, what What in the world does this mean? What the hell does this mean? Like, what is Joey talking about here? Um, so I'm really excited about this, because um, this was sparked by a conversation that I had with the client last week, uh, we were on a one on one client call. And um, uh, this was something that we kind of dove deep into this, this specific client call, like sometimes, when I get on calls with clients, we go over um we go like over detailed, actionable strategies and how to you know approach going out to dinner, approach vacations, approach day-to-day life and everything. But sometimes we really dive into the mental side of things or the psychology or psychological side of things. And that's what we really did with this call with this client. So, um, And I love making these podcast episodes um, about just like the mindset around losing weight and keeping weight off and being healthier. Because um, if you don't psychologically or mentally, um, or mindset wise, have your, you know, headspace in the right, right space, um, then you're not going to be successful long-term. It doesn't matter how much weight you lose. doesn't matter how well you do right now in the short term. doesn't matter what kind of transformation you achieve, you know, over the next couple of months or few months, or even six months or a year, if you don't fix what's going on inside of your head and some of these negative stories you're telling yourself, or these, um, uh, just thoughts that you're having that derail you from, you know, the actual actions and behaviors you're trying to adopt, then all of that progress you see is just going to be short-lived, and it's going to go away, and you're going to lose it. So, mindset extremely important, which you know, and um, I'm sure you are well aware. If you listen to any of my podcasts, that I really dive into this stuff. So, you know, what what in the world does this um, title even mean? Right, like I said, it's going to have something. It's going to say something along the lines of "what you know is a lie," "what you've learned is a lie," or something, something close to that. Um, we'll see how creative I get. <laughs> um, but I was having a client or a conversation with this client uh, last week, and um, there are a variety of things we talked about. Well, one thing that we really talked about was. Um, you know, she, she did this, uh, race or this, um, you know, like sometimes they have like Spartan races. Murph is another big one, all these things. She did one of those, right. And I don't think it's necessary to specify exactly which one, but she did one of those. And, um, afterwards they all got together at, um, uh, you know, at somebody's house and they were kind of celebrating, right. Completing this because those types of things are not easy, right. You have to train for it. You have to actually push through it. Um, and you feel, you know, tired, but you also feel like kind of energized and like accomplished afterwards, too. So a lot of times there's some kind of celebration, maybe it's just hanging out with friends afterwards, you know, you get a big group of people from your gym to do one of these things. Um, and in this scenario, they were hanging out, I believe it was at somebody's house. And, um, you know, they had some food, they had this and that they also had alcohol, too. And uh, she had a few drinks of alcohol, uh, you know, at this celebration after this race, and she was she was sitting next to somebody, um, you know, at some point during this get-together party, whatever you want to call it, and this person that she was sitting next to actually was um, drinking on some kind of like carbonated water that was non-alcoholic, and she kind of it kind of caught her attention and caught her eye because she has thought about because of the goals that she has to lose fat and lose weight. She's thought about in these moments sometimes choosing not to have alcohol because um alcohol can obviously, you know, cause a little bit more fat storage, it's also empty calories we're getting and so on. So, you know, having as low alcohol as we can um is going to help with fat loss. So, she's had thoughts about uh like, you know, sac- making that sacrifice during some of these celebrations and events um because her goals, her weight loss, fat loss goals are important to her. And she's thought about this, but one thing that's kind of tripped her up is This feeling of like, is she gonna feel weird, right? If everyone else is having a drink or two, is she gonna be like feel weird being one of the only ones, or maybe not the only one, um, not having alcohol? And she was in this moment at this celebration, and this person next to her was he he wasn't drinking alcohol, and she like realized how how comfortable he felt he didn't feel awkward he didn't feel like he was being judged and it seemed very natural for him to make that decision and do that and this got us to talking a lot about just the the beliefs or habits or behaviors that we have adopted over time and how like we in our little like bubble our world our self we think of those behaviors that we have as being like the normal, right? Like this is what I normally do, or this is what people normally do. And now I'm making this change for, you know, my fitness journey for weight loss to try to do things that aren't necessarily normal for me. And I'm trying to do things differently that are kind of unique, right? They're different than the patterns that you've maybe had, you know, the past five years, past 10 years, maybe your whole entire life. And, One thing that I think, you know, when you embark on any kind of change, um, you know, whether it's like a change in just your overall mindset, a change in maybe your career or business, or a change, you know, in your fitness and nutrition, we have to be willing to accept and almost like reframe that all of the previous behaviors um, or previous um, habits that we've had that seem normal to us or seem normal to the people around you might be a quote unquote lie, or they might not actually be normal, you know, in a general sense, they might just be normal for like what you grew up being exposed to. Um, So for example, like, you know, this client, maybe, maybe, you know, when she was growing up, and you know, her and her parents went to some kind of event, and she was a kid, she would see, you know, her parents maybe have, you know, a couple two to three drinks every time they went to like a get together socially, right. And then she watched that and it became a normal thing for her to see. So it became a normal thing for her to do then once she got um, old enough to do that and have a few drinks at these get togethers, you know, and, you know, some of these things aren't things that are learned through childhood either. Some of these things are learned through adulthood as well to where maybe you grow up and maybe you, you know, didn't have parents that drank, but you went to college and then you ended up having, you know, drinks with friends there. And then it became a social thing you did. Uh, Maybe you find yourself, Like a little, like you feel socially awkward. Um, I find a lot of times when people think they're socially awkward, they really aren't. And it's just like their perception inside. But let's say you feel socially awkward or you feel a little bit anxious around a big group of people. So you, you know, have a couple of drinks to kind of, um, Uh, loosen up a little bit, right? And that's become a normal for you in college. And then you just grow older. And then you always do it every time you're at some kind of event with, you know, multiple people around, especially like socially, some people that maybe you're not super close with that you like kind of mutually know, you know, but you're not um, that close with. So it just it just kind of takes the edge off and makes it a little bit easier to socialize sometimes. Um, But maybe you've developed that over, you know, college, and then you just kept that habit. And that's become your new normal. But you have to be willing to challenge that and think, you know, these are things that I've developed over time, but they don't necessarily have to be normal for me anymore. they don't necessarily... Maybe they weren't normal at all in general. And it just seemed normal for me because my exposure to other people um, and what they do in these situations was limited. So like for example, if maybe every time this person does this Murph or the Spartan race, they always get together with the same group of friends and they always you know, have a few drinks, where you might find another friend group or another group from a gym or something that do the same thing. But after the race, when they celebrate, it might be completely dry, like quote unquote dry, no alcohol at all. And that might be what's normal for them, right? And drinking is not normal for them. Um, And it got me to thinking about, you know, situations in my life or things in my life that I thought were normal. um, And like for me growing up that I realized as I got older, Maybe they aren't quite normal and maybe maybe I'm the weird one for doing things the way I used to do all along. or maybe there's just a different way that you know benefits the goals that I'm trying to achieve a little bit more that are normal for other people that I can adopt and they can I can make them normal for myself. So for example, just to put things into perspective because this might make a little bit more sense hearing about specific things, right The alcohol thing was one, but in my life specifically, growing up, um, lunch and dinner were like meals that, um, I always, I always had like our family always had, we, especially on the weekends, right? We always sat down, had a lunch, you know, had a lunch together. And then we always sat down and had a dinner together. And each of those meals were like full blown meals, you know, the stereotypical steak, potatoes, um, type of meal, um, um, And they were both kind of like heavy ish meals. It wasn't like lunch was lighter and dinner was heavier. They both were kind of heavy, the same size meals. And that was what was kind of normal for me. And then breakfast for our family, it was just kind of you wake up and kind of have whatever breakfast you want. But when I um, started started dating my now wife, uh, Brittany, and I, I want to preface this by saying like our families, the way we grew up, Like are totally different, so that provides a little bit of context to this. But um, we started dating. I, you know, started visiting her on the weekends because you know she lived in Akron, I lived in Sandusky. They're about an hour and a half away. So when we weren't in college, like actually in the same town, you know, for like summer break, spring break, Christmas break, those types of things, we would visit each other. So I would visit her family and I would stay for a weekend maybe, and. What I found was,, um, and this isn't the case every single time, but a lot of the time, you know, at least when I first started going over there, that structure of having like this big plan lunch and this big plan dinner, I realized that wasn't really that normal for them. For them, it was like breakfast, you kind of wake up, kind of have, you know um uh, whatever's there, whatever you can find. her mom would sometimes make, um, some kind of like egg casserole and stuff for breakfast. That was really good too. Um, uh, but breakfast was kind of, kind of, you know, find, find what you want, find, find it on your own, kind of how it was normally in my household. Um, and then lunch, instead of being like a big kind of planned meal, like it was, you know, uh, when I grew up, uh, for them at least during this time period you know things might have been different when they when they were younger when they were younger kids but when we were in this kind of age group kind of um, you know undergrad college and i'd go over there lunch especially on the weekends was kind of just like. You you find whatever like they had you know lunch meat in the fridge they had bread you can make a sandwich you know you could have um, heat up something in the microwave or you could make something yourself or there there were options but it wasn't like hey let's sit down and have this big meal as a family necessarily for lunch Um, they kind of saved that bigger meal for dinner and they would sit down and have dinner together um, and have like a more you know planned balanced um, meal there and it's a different dynamic right because. Growing up for me, I thought it was normal for you know have kind of a big heavy steak potatoes meal for both lunch and dinner, and then with her, it was pretty normal to have a little bit lighter of a lunch. You know, have you know have breakfast, have a little bit lighter of a lunch to hold you over until dinner, and then have a bigger dinner. Um, in both of those like scenarios, um, they they contribute to having like different um, amounts of calories throughout the day probably because one side you're having two big meals another side you're having two lighter meals and then one big meal right but this kind of example isn't necessarily about the calorie content of that but it's just about how like uh, my eating pattern that i grew up with in our family was so much different than hers but she didn't think Hers was weird. She thought maybe mine was kind of (laughs) weird. I didn't think mine was weird. I thought hers was kind of weird. But as we got exposed to you know each other's eating patterns, and I got exposed to you know the way her family eats and the way she eats a little bit more, um, I started to realize like that can be my new normal. And that actually can, you know, support my goals a little bit better, um, depending on if my goal is fat loss, or just maintaining my weight um, from just having two lighter-ish meals and only just one heavy meal throughout the day. So that's one example. Um, and then another example too is um, salad. And <laughs> we're, I'm going to bring up uh, uh, her family again, because um, uh, you know, if you if you have a significant other, or you have a spouse, um, and you guys have like have grown up in different environments. There's probably a lot of things that you notice that are like different that they do versus what you know you always did growing up. But another one was salad. And salad was something that I never really ever ate growing up. Um in high school I did a little bit when I um I had a I had a job at Wendy's and I would get a lot of their um salads on break sometimes. Um but other than that like I I didn't have salad growing up. Um uh, my mom would eat it sometimes, my dad would I believe too sometimes. But like it wasn't a thing. Hey, like all the kids have salad too with their meals. Um so it wasn't something either that was made every single meal um as well. So salad wasn't super normal in my household growing up. Uh, which obviously you know there's health benefits to you know having vegetables and um, helps you to feel a little bit full before you have your actual meal to maybe prevent overeating at the actual you know meal when you have the steak and potato type stuff, um, but when I went to Britney's and I would go over to there more often, I realized okay when they have their big dinner together they. 99 times out of a hundred usually always have some kind of salad in the beginning. They always have some kind of salad that they pass around and everybody takes a little bit of salad. And I thought, Hmm, that's kind of, kind of weird. Um, that every dinner they have this and they take it. Cause I'm like, why, why are we eating salad? I never ate that much salad growing up. Um, and it's funny because like, um, they probably thought I was super weird. And i you know, I don't know if they remember this, but, um, I used to like not like salad dressing at all. So I would eat my salads over there plain when I would. Now I've acquired the taste too. And I do have a little bit of salad dressing when I have salad, but that's just another example where like, especially regarding food, where this behavior, you know, is helpful for benefiting your health. You know, you get vegetables. You get some micronutrients. You helps you to feel full for your meal to prevent overeating. Um, you know, on things like potatoes and steak and that kind of stuff. And um, but it was a habit that or behavior that we never did growing up that much. And then I go and get exposed to this other environment, and it's super super normal for them. Um, and now I realize like that this style of eating can be normal for me just because I didn't do it my whole entire life. Doesn't mean I can't adopt it now and make it my new normal. And, you know, I think it like, it comes back to this, um, example that I gave with the alcohol, where you know maybe every single time you went to a social setting, you always thought it was "quote unquote" normal or natural to drink. Where in you know other families, other households, other friend groups, maybe that was like a weird thing to drink. Maybe like okay, you just finished this Spartan race or this Murph, something physical, and now you want to drink alcohol, which is overall you know, not that great for your body, not that great for recovery. That's kind of weird to do, right? Some friend groups, some gym groups probably think that way. And they would look at you drinking and think that's weird or that's abnormal. Um, Where you think the opposite, you know, right? You think that's normal and think what they do of not drinking is abnormal. And it's just this concept of accepting that all of the behaviors that you've adopted you're not you're not married to you don't have to keep for the rest of your life. And also that a lot of these behaviors like they you might be the weird one who like actually doing them and not that we want to like, you know, make our choices over, um, you know, if this is weird or normal or not, we don't want to necessarily make all of our choices based off of what general like society is doing. But um, it's just this mindset and this mentality you can get into where it gives you so much like freedom because then any behavior you want to adopt you you accept that like it might not be what I've previously done but it can be my new normal it can be who I am now starting today um, and I think that was a big breakthrough for this client when we were talking about this and I gave her these examples and talking about you know her example with alcohol I think it was a big breakthrough of like you know maybe every single small social event I kind of Used to use as like an excuse or I currently use as an excuse to drink a little bit when in reality, I don't really have to and I can save those few drinks for the big events, right like I'm not saying you have to cut out alcohol entirely because um, you know i'm I'm going to a wedding this weekend and i'm I'm going to drink at the wedding, but saving it for you know if you're struggling to see progress. Saving the alcohol for once every couple of months, maybe once every few months, versus every couple of weeks or every few weeks, and by spreading it out more, um, and ultimately changing your habits to do that and changing your mindset to do that, it opens opens the floodgates to be able to see so much more progress. And like you know, this is just an example. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be going out to dinner and ordering an appetizer, ordering um, like a drink, you know, a drink every time you go out to eat can be ordering dessert, right? Like if every time you went out to eat as a kid growing up, you ordered an appetizer, dessert and some kind of drink, obviously you probably didn't have alcohol as a kid, but maybe you saw, you know, some somebody in your family, your parents, maybe have alcohol every time. Doesn't mean that you have to do that every time. And you can choose whenever you want, you can make the conscious decision to this time I'm going out to eat i 'm just going to have my meal like i 'm gonna have my meal, a water, maybe a diet coke, a diet uh, soda with it, but i don 't need an appetizer, really, like every time I have an appetizer, my meal and dessert i 'm completely stuffed and feel so uncomfortable so i don 't have to have that this time. I can just have my meal, I can cut out the dessert, I can cut out the appetizer, maybe I have a little bit of dessert, but I share it with the person next to me, and we split it versus what I would normally do and have the whole entire dessert myself and Um, I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking like, these are just simple things we do, but a lot of what we do comes back to what we have previously viewed as normal in our lives or normal to do normal behaviors for this situation or circumstance. So accepting that maybe what we used to do isn't actually normal. And there's another way that's beneficial for our, our goals, our weight loss our health that we can adopt and switch in our head. Okay, this is the normal behavior. And this is what I'm going to do instead going forward. So hopefully this was helpful to just kind of get you get your brain thinking about um, some things that maybe you have been holding on to you know, some behaviors that haven't really been helpful, but you've kind of adopted as your normal. And um, it's been hard to break then and kind of break that chain and uh, be open to maybe you know, those behaviors they're not normal, and if they're not serving you and they're not helping you, then adopting a new normal is, um, you know, probably the right move. So hopefully this was helpful. Uh, appreciate you all. Obviously, if you enjoyed listening to this, definitely you know share it on your Instagram stories, Facebook page, uh, wherever, or share it just in privately with a DM with somebody if you think um, it'd be really beneficial. But uh, appreciate you all. Appreciate the support, um, and I will see you guys in the next one.